welcome once again to another installment of the Persistent Rumor. I am Chocolate Yoda, spelled Y-O-D-D-A-H, because film studios are litigious. And with me, as always, is my heterosexual life mate, Chancleta. Hola, muchachos. How are you? An international, multilingual episode. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't say anything else in Spanish, it still counts. There you go. That's fine. I'm just going to keep it at that. I even yeah. try to I even try to really zing it with the you know with the accent there just so that it doesn't sound like somebody's ordering like, Mexican food at a restaurant. Like the soup like the soup Nazi. Adios muchachos. Yeah, yeah. Um so uh before we continue, I would like to uh, acknowledge our new Patreon supporters. You people are the people that are making this possible. You you contributed and support Uh, Contribute to our channel and support our podcast, and that way we can continue making this content. So, in no particular order, uh, Anna D., thank you. Joe C., thank you. He was a guest on one of our episodes, but I'm not going to say his last name. You'll Mm. figure it out. But anyway, uh, Michael D., uh, another high school buddy. And T., just goes by T., Uh, She's a Facebook friend and uh, a wonderful person, and thank you all for your support. That being said, Chancleta loves you too, baby. Chancleta loves you too. That's it. Sounds like one of those things that a uh, it's a children's book. A father, a father says on visitation day. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to be a working title for a child's book. It's like you know, for, yeah. Chancleta for, loves for you Latin, too. For Latin American kids, Chancleta <laughs> loves you too, baby. That's it. <laughs> you know where that's, I'm coming from. <laughs> that's almost certain to be traumatizing. <laughs> It's uh, it's not gonna make the number one bestseller. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah that's uh, it's, we're gonna get uh, might get a cult following. Who knows how it works? There you go. Always yeah. a cult a cult following is a good thing, as far as I'm concerned. It, you know, there's a lot it, of flexibility. Yeah, but mostly it. what it enables you to do because I think this is the number one draw of of being a cult leader. Uh, Yanni Pappas talks about this. Um, whenever, no matter what cult you're talking about, invariably the number one benefit to being a cult leader is banging everybody's wife. <laughs> That's a good point. That is a good point. I am fucking up. I, I spent all this time in IT and, you know, and I could have been a cult leader. Right. right. All you yeah. got out of it is a few homes and taking care of your family. Huh, you selfish. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> kind of life do I lead? <laughs> Oh, man. So, uh, once again, you're worrying. Worrying? What the f***? Did I turn into R. Kelly? Just <laughs> you had a hard day at work, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> once again, you're wearing your uh, Persistent Rumor merch. The, the TPR this swag, bro. Butte, man, look at this one. Oh. Fucking drip. Oh. Look at the drip. Ah, if I stretch it, <laughs> it looks like it's being sucked into a black hole. Ah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I'm fucking loopy. So uh, both of these shirts are... Well, I don't know if yours... Yours is not available. Mine is. Yours is available, I'm, yes. This is a yeah. custom... This is a custom... A custom, like, yeah. one of a kind. That's it. If I you want it. that, it's going to cost so much extra. That's it. You got to tickle my feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So uh, once again, what's on your mind, chum? Dude, you, you you know, I got to tell you something. I It's been seven months since the elections and taxpayer money is being wasted 
on ballot count still. Like, and, and here's the thing. I'll be the first to say it. If there was actually a thing going on, I'll be the first to be like, yo, that's not, that's not cool. If Biden actually stole the election, I'd be like, yo, fuck that dude. Fuck the Democrats, fuck everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I get it. I get how important that is. We're talking about dudes that are saying shit like, yo, we're checking for bamboo on the paper. Cause I heard they flew ballots in from China. And, 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 and ballots in from South Korea and they use bamboo on their paper. And so we so find the guy, bamboo. the guys that are complaining about this are from the Bronx? <laughs> I'm just saying it like I'm seeing it, bro. I, I don't know where these guys are from. I, you know what? Maybe there's two or three guys from the Bronx. I'm not saying we're perfect, but yo, like it, we're talking about people that are talking about that they shredded the actual ballots, fed it to chickens and incinerated chickens. Like, like, look, yeah, right. That is the first time I heard that part. That's hilarious. I'm si yo. So, but so they so they decided that it's not enough to incinerate ballots. You have to feed them the chickens first and take right. the chickens out. So it's a twofer. It's a twofer. Yeah, <laughs> you're That's eliminating what I'm ballots and chickens at the same you time because everybody the ballots. knows that there's too many right. chickens in the world. Yeah, because that's what Democrats do. We just be like, oh yeah, let's just feed the chickens that we can otherwise profit from. You know what I mean? Like get the fuck out of here, man. You guys make no fucking sense. There's nothing um, in any of those arguments that makes any sense at all um, no it's 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 so childish and so insane that it's it really isn't worth talking about um i mean for shits and giggles yeah i get it but it's not come on how can you take any of that stuff seriously it's impossible you know when when you talk about a hundred and uh 150 million votes cast and the only thing you can come up with is uh possibly 10 instances the of thing voter about fraud that that is statistically non-existent and you have just as much to worry about uh, from a unicorn invasion as you do voter fraud it just doesn't yeah. exist and the travesty is of course as you mentioned uh, taxpayer money that could go to feeding people and fixing the infrastructure and education and economic stimulus and all that stuff is being wasted on nonsense you know it's 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 a crime it's wasted on nonsense that and i don't know how it's allowed to be honest because it's like look they well the, because they're the ones in charge of how they spend money well so here's the thing this is being audited by a third party a group called i think it's called they're called cyber ninjas or something to that effect <laughs> Which, and so that sounds like an like an episode of teenage ninja mutant or whatever the fuck they're called teenage mutant ninja turtles <sighs> yes i get it come on man but this is that's the point cyber though ninjas this is what i'm on about this is ridiculous it's it's ridiculous to the point where it's it looks like an episode it, it looks like i'm watching snl like right. and because and so here's the thing so it's not like the it's not like the 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 state senate or or you know some sort of body is doing this audit again like whatever this is just some uh uh, uh off branch third party entity and they're leasing space where there's a carnival happening and so when the carnival's in or whatever they have to like it's it's a 
show. And it's like, but but taxpayer money's being We're spent. We're going to stamp out voter fraud, but not when the carnival's in town. We don't. But then, to... but then, but then, here's the thing. So let's say, <laughs> let's say, best case scenario, best case scenario, you find voter fraud, and you find enough to be like, oh wow, this is a problem here. And then, okay, so you won Arizona. Then what? You know what I mean? And I know that what, what could happen is like, okay, well, if there was fraud in Arizona, I could see that they might be fraud and we have to investigate the other states, et cetera. And I, That's I, not I, how evidence works. Well. <laughs> it doesn't work where, where there's an automatic chain of events that happens if one thing is true. I'm 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 gu- I'm guessing this is where they're trying to go because I just they're don't see the point otherwise. They're not trying to do otherwise. anything. What they're what the only thing they're trying to do is maintain power. Period. This has nothing to do with justice. This has nothing to do with democracy. Nothing. They know they belong to a vestigial political party that has been on the wrong side of history for 50 fucking years now. And just gets worse at every election cycle. They have conceded the uh, the position of having better ideas. They know that they don't have better ideas for governance. So their only idea is to rig elections. That's what this is all about. They they all this legislature that they put forth in forty three states. It's all about rigging the vote. It's all about stopping black people from voting. And making sure that you can gerrymander and all this other shit—it's—it's it's nonsense. Because it's they, honestly the only they chance they have no ideas. It's the only chance they have to win at this point. If there was yeah, no redlining, if there was no redlining, but that's what I'm saying. If there was no redlining or gerrymandering or any of that, like there would, there would, they redlining would, they, is 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 a that's a real estate thing. But go ahead. Well, whatever the fuck it is. If there was no gerrymandering. Your attitude sucks. I don't like what you're saying right now. Comb your beard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I'm talking. So. So. But the, the point is that they really just don't have a shot to win if that was the case. Yeah. Right. And, and so we don't really do the, the, you know, we don't really do the popular vote thing. We do like this, you know, plural, like we should but be America doing- never has. America has never once been a democracy that is represented by one person, one vote. Never, never, ever has that been true. Yeah. Like, how could you call yourself the beacon of democracy when you've never exercised democracy? Not fully. You're scared. That's what it is. They, they're scared to lose their power. And that's all it is. It's just really just, just they, it's like, you know, it's, it's an arm wrestling contest back and forth. And it's just like, and at this point, it's just like, it's never going to get better. At the, at, the, at, the, at the stage we're in right now, the problems that we need to resolve are going to take years to resolve. So there's not going to be like a, a two-term presidency that's going to fix everything. Because every time we, you know, make a step you know, take a step forward. We take two steps back. Well, yeah, that's that's a, um, in my opinion, um, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, a function of the stupidity of the average citizen. Well, maybe stupidity is too harsh. The the ignorance 
of the average citizen, the lack of attention span at the, uh, of the average citizen. If you see a party progressing, making positive changes, putting more money in your pocket, uh, and you know, creating uh, the, the intangibles, you know, like a more comfortable society and things like that, why not keep supporting that party? You know, the, even though an individual president cannot do more than two terms, a political party can. There's no restrictions for that. Right. So if you see, and, and just for the record, I am neither Republican nor Democrat. I am independent because I don't want to be part of the Hatfields, McCoys mentality right. of America. However, if you just sit back and objectively look at the history of these two parties, especially in the last 40, 50 years, it's pretty clear which party balances the budget, which party creates economic stimulus, uh, which party has far fewer criminals in it, um, yeah. which party is actually interested in the citizenry that they represent. It's clear that it's the Democratic Party. It's not even close. No. And that, that in no way, shape, or form is an endorsement of the Democratic Party. It is not saying that the Democratic Party is perfect. It is saying that based on history, the Democratic Party in the last 50 years has made far better progress and, and the kind of progress that doesn't just benefit them and their pocket. Because you know what? If you get into politics to, to become wealthy, more power to you. That's the way the game is laid out. But that doesn't mean that other people have to suffer for you to get wealthy. Right. And the Democrats seem to know that. That you can, you know, you can you can rise the tide so that all boats rise, right? Right. Rather than just say no, we're going to hoard, we're going to we're going to redistrict, we're going to gerrymander, we're going to suppress votes, uh, we're going to we're going to pass oppressive legislation, we're going to bring about more Jim Crow ever era pres, uh, more Jim Crow era uh, types of of legislation to disenfranchise black and brown voters. It's just absurd. I believe it, and in... And it's so obvious. I don't know what the debate is about which party is better. You know, that's not... And, and to your point, that's not to say that there's not candidates within each... You know, within the Democratic Party that aren't, you know, that haven't done f***ed up or whatever. But by and large, there's been way more progress on the Democratic side for the vast majority of people than... Ever on the Republican side in the last 40, 50 years. So, yeah. like, there's no comparison. The administration has never balanced the budget. No. And so, but, but, but they, they have this, but they have the fiscally conservative, you know, like, you know. That's just a, that's just a, a soundbite. Yeah, so that, that's got all it is. nothing to do with reality. And that's my point. And maybe at some point beyond my lifetime they were, but they're no longer that. And so it's just. Well, what, what's their claim to fame? Is Lincoln, right? Yeah. It's like, motherfucker, that was 160-something years ago. Let it go already. Yeah. yeah, Lincoln was great. You ain't the party like of Lincoln if you have to go, Yeah, if you have to go back to Abraham Lincoln to prove your point, like, you're, you're, missing, yeah. the, you're missing the boat, bro. Like, you know. We were that's something the when top hats were a thing. Like, shut yeah. the fuck up. You know. <laughs> it's like, look at the size of this man's mandible. Like, you know, who's, what the fuck are we talking about here? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and so uh, it's... I, I just, it's just all ridiculous to me, and I'm so tired of it. It's to the point where I just don't even want to get involved in in politics, but I know that I still have to be involved in politics because, 
you know, like it's 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 important to me, you know. Yeah. Well, you, the word half have to be is uh, that's kind of strong. You that's you true. choose to be. I choose to be. I yeah. I um got into politics through the back door. Mm. At first, um, my interest was piqued by my stepfather because he was into politics. Yeah. So starting with the Nixon administration, I started becoming aware of politics. Um, but I was never into it at all. Um, I was eligible to vote in 1982. I did not vote for the first time until 1992. Mm. I, um, I never really thought it made a difference. Uh, my life was always the same no matter who was in office. And that's still pretty much true. But I think what drew me in was seeing people debate who were not debating on facts. Right. They were debating on their feelings. Mm -hmm. And I completely disagree with, with that perspective. Like, I am happy, as you know, as you've experienced firsthand for 20 years now, to debate ideas, concepts, uh, theories, uh, all that stuff. I will not debate facts. Yeah. They're, it's it's and, pointless, and yeah. And some things have facts to them that are immutable and irrefutable, and I will not debate that. Just like I won't debate a flat earth idiot. I, I will drown him in a bucket if I have a bucket handy. I won't debate the guy because he's too stupid to debate. Yeah. Why am I going to debate something that was settled 2,500 fucking years ago? Yes, mm -hmm. before the voyages of Christopher Columbus, the world knew that the earth was round. That's right. Okay, stop fucking basing your shit on children's books. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> By the uh, way, that's that's literal. I I don't I don't know if no, you're aware. Yeah, yeah we, we but, teach. But the whole thing that is taught in schools today in America about Christopher Columbus was based on fictional books by Washington Irving, the guy, That's the right. same guy that wrote Sleepy Hollow. Mm -hmm. There was yeah. no debate about fucking round in earth. 1492, like, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. That was Washington Irving, homie. You know, and yeah, he did sail the ocean blue, but you know, like, you know, he was a fuck up, you know? Um, you know, he was... But do you know he, how he fucked up? I find this to be very interesting. I, well, it was something he was using the wrong unit of measurement or something like that. I forgot what That's it was. Correct. Something the, yeah. the nautical mile had become the de facto standard for sailing. Yeah. Uh, for navigating the oceans. Mm -hmm. And I, right now I'm not recalling the name of the system that was used prior to that, but Columbus grew up on that system. He had yeah. been sailing since he was a, a young man, since he was right. like 12 or 13, on his father's vessels, he and his brother. Um, and uh, to his credit, the only thing that I am willing to give Columbus credit for is being really, really good at navigating trade winds. That's mm -hmm. why he was hired, because he was excellent at getting through all the rough waters and going against the tide and all that kind of thing, you know, whatever it is that fucking sailors do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because he was uh, refusing to use nautical miles, he miscalculated everything. <laughs> Yeah, because because if you're aiming for India and you hit the Caribbean, you are a f up. Yeah, that's <laughs> wow, right? Like it's like land. You must be Indians. Yeah. Like yeah, okay, yeah. We're Indians. And they were like, no, no, no. We have our own names. Oh no, listen, I'm the yeah. explorer. I know. 
Taino. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And and he was a cruel, horrible human being who sold uh, children into sex slavery um, and uh, punished people in really violent ways. Like if they stole, he would cut their arm off at the forearm and just just hard. He was. And, and by the way, none of this is conjecture. None of this is theory. Uh, none of this is the imagination of an author. It comes from his own diaries. Mm -hmm. You know, Columbus kept a very detailed uh, diary slash journal, whatever. And um, he chronicled his own life at this time. So, you know, no, again, something that we're not going to debate. This motherfucker admitted to war crimes and, and, you know, just horrible things that he was doing to human beings yeah. because he didn't think that there was a consequence for that. Right. And that's how, you know, that's, that's, that's really what it is. And those are stories that we don't, we don't really tell in school maybe because you know how horrible they are you know and by the way for uh, italians out there whom i love uh columbus wasn't italian you got to stop that yes he, he never wrote in italian he never spoken italian he didn't fuck italian women uh, if he was italian he was the worst italian ever okay <laughs> he, he you know his his two women one was from portugal which i believe was his wife uh, the woman who he had a child with uh, was from Spain or vice versa. Um, but they, you know, he, yeah. and and even, you know, this is this is the one where some Italians refuse to let go of the mythology. They like to throw this down as the mic drop, you know, like, oh, he was born in Genoa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Genoa was previously a Spanish province, I believe, called Liturgia or something like that, or Liguria. I, for, I forget the exact name. So, uh, suck a dick. You're wrong. He wasn't Italian. You've got Robert De Niro. Just fucking live with that, you know. <laughs> also, it's sauce, not gravy. Deal with it. Uh, it, it. It can be either. You still don't have that right. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want to be right about this. You're just not. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I just like to infuriate the gravy, the gravy guys. That's all. I don't know what the difference is. I, I think one of them has meat and one of them. It's sauce, yeah, that's, man. That's it. The sauce it's, is meatless. Gravy has meat in it. It's no big uh, deal. It's, uh, I just, it's ridiculous. Stop it. Anyway, uh, Italian people. Uh, the views expressed by Chancletta do not necessarily reflect the attitudes and beliefs I, I, of the I, persistent rumor. Listen, I'm married to an Italian. I'm going to get shit about it later. We're fine. All right. I it's, was married to an Italian and we're still friends. Yeah. So, uh, of course, I don't care if I piss her off. She, yeah, uh, it's fine. <laughs> and I know she's going to see this. So I don't give a shit. That's good. It's fine. Hi, Janine. I love you. <laughs> This is more pointed at her than anything else, really. Like, this, <laughs> this whole thing, the this, last five minutes yes. was just a fuck you to this my ex-wife. That's it. Just, hey, it's fucking sauce, man. <laughs> For no reason. I don't need provocation. <laughs> it's like, let's get into a debate about sauce and gravy. It's ridiculous. I love it. That's so I, funny. Yeah, absurdity. well, back to the... Uh, the topic at hand uh yeah politics is it, it's it's one of those things where for me i just couldn't sit back and watch people just talk about bullshit so i jumped in and i wound up accidentally educating myself about politics and the economy and you know the military all, all this shit that i really had only a cursory knowledge of prior yeah. to that 
Um, and it really started for me in, uh, in a Bushy's um, uh, term because he was uh, a clown, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I'm talking about Bush the Dumber, not Bush the Elder. Um, he was just a, he was, I mean, he was just a fucking clown. Yeah. He, he was, he was a puppet. Uh, Dick Cheney worked him. Carl Rove worked him. The whole system took advantage of how stupid he is and how unaware he is and, you know, enriched themselves, but unfortunately got America into two illegal wars where millions of innocent people have died and, you know, the, and and hopefully um, we're finally going to get out of those wars under President Biden, but we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah, well, you know, well, I've eighteen heard... fucking years, man. I think World War Two was like four years. Shit, I've heard it before, man. I hope I hope it's true this time, but you know, I just uh, I don't. I, I I it's hard for me to put faith in these politicians. I just like look. So far, so good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not complaining. I just, you know, it's just I've been let down so much at this point. I almost expect it at this point, you know. So I, I you know, oh, just take it with a grain of salt. Sad day. You sound like a woman. I'm gonna shave my beard. <laughs> no. So you look more like a woman. Yeah, the thing, see the pros. You know what I mean? Like let my boobs sag a little bit more. You know, just get fatter. <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Just get fatter. That's all. Just you know, complain about complain about life while I'm eating bonbons. It's the, it's the way to go. Oh. Well, if you, uh, if you get a sex change, if you go whole hog all the way in, um, then you're you're about the size that I'd be attracted to. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> it's good to have oh, options. Oh come on, I'm kidding. I'm attracted to you now. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Wait till I get a 4K camera. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, delightful. Oh, yeah. So what so, else is going on, man? Anything uh, exciting going on in uh, in your private life? In your world? Nah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking good. Uh, you know, uh, update on the... Uh you know, on, on, on the mental health progress, man, I, uh, I'm feeling great these days. I think part of it is, um, I, I did get a new job. I'm pretty psyched about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, I think my attitude's been changing little by little and just, uh, you know, I've noticed that I'm not, uh, I'm not reacting to things in anger anymore. Uh, mm. uh, you know, it's it's kind of relieving, honestly. And um, I think uh, just me making the effort and everything is it feels almost as if the universe is responding to me in mm. a in a in a, you know, in a rewarding way. Just sort of like, hey, good job. You know what I mean? Like, just keep doing what you're yeah. doing. Things are going to work out for you. Um, you know, not to say that it's like they're laying out cash for me and shit like that, but it's like, you know, you start making the effort and you start putting your best foot forward and things start to work out, you know, uh, things start to work out well. Um, and so even, um, my relationship with my wife, we're separated, which I've mentioned before, but the thing is the real, the, the really interesting thing is that my relationship, um, is better than it's ever been. It's better than any relationship I've ever had. Um, uh, yet we're separated. I get to see my daughter very often. It's really nice. I'll probably get to see her more often thanks to this new job. Right. Um, just because of the location and everything, which I'm sure you figured out. You guys are smart. Um, and, uh, 
Yeah, so I feel good, and I feel like it's like, all right, cool. Let me just, you know, let me just keep keep making changes, and it's just really just focusing on, you know, small changes every day. Just work on something, get something done. You know, any progress is better than no progress. So uh, that's just yeah. where I'm trying to go, and it's been working out pretty well for me. Yeah, I was extremely exciting. Exciting? What the? F I was extremely excited to hear about your new job. That's yeah. uh, it's just a great thing. But for the people who are listening and maybe are struggling with managing their emotions, maybe not getting the results that they want in their relationships or in their jobs or whatever, can you just kind of go through what changed and how? For me, um, what changed was basically just, you know, um, hearing, well, first of all, it started with me hearing the same things over and over about how I'm acting, how I make people feel, right? And then so, uh, you know, which we've said a month, if, if, you know, if enough people call you a horse, it's time to buy a saddle, right? Um, and the people that were telling me this are people that I love, people that I don't want to hurt, people that I, I, I have no intention of making feel bad in any way or whatever. Um, but sometimes, you know, in, in, in anger, I would say things and, you know, and I, I would I would just say things uh, that, you know, that would be hurtful or whatever and uh, uh, sarcastic, whatever, whatever it is, just not making people feel great. Right. Um, and then people will be on edge with me. And plus, I'm, I'm a big guy. So like when I start like speaking in a loud way, I, I'm not always aware that it's like, oh, people are already a on edge because i'm just this enormous guy that it's like you know what like it's like if you're in a if you're if you raise a gorilla right from a baby and now he's an 800 pound gorilla right and it's like you know how strong this motherfucker is it's like what what happens if he just swings his arm one day yeah. right so that's the kind of nervousness that i bring to people i just don't realize it that that's that's the case so yeah, yeah i've never swung and i never hit anybody that's the, that's not the point the point is that i do make people nervous and so the issue is that at, at one point i had to accept that i had to accept okay so what do i do now and then part of what what i had to do was just very be mindful of what i'm doing um and start paying attention to the things that i say and the things that i think uh and then just like really like um, examine them like like um, just f I'll give you a perfect example of what I mean. There were there were things that were making me angry. I had a conversation with you about silly things that my mom would say or whatever. Um, and it's been sort of like that for my whole life. Like she would just say something that was silly. She didn't mean anything by it. It was just a silly thing she would ask. And I would get upset about it. I was like, why would you ask me that? It's just so ridiculous. Like, are you going to put ketchup on your fries? do you care if i'm putting ketchup on my fries for so like i would get up in arms about that like you know what was the point you know why my mother's asking that so she can get the ketchup for me that's it that's all she was asking me for are you going to put ketchup on your fries so i can go and get the ketchup for you but God, i want to get annoying woman what I, and i want to get upset about that right and it's like because like it's like i got it i don't need you to like you know wait on me hand and foot and everything like whatever but the fact that somebody's asking you that right um and you're getting upset about that it's not because of what she said it's because of how i interpret that right. and so everything came down to what i am interpreting what i am taking from it i decided that that was a silly question it isn't a silly question 
right? It was a caring question. And so I needed to decide that that's what it was. And as soon as I decided that that's what it was, my perspective changed. And so everything in my life became about that. It became about listening to what I'm thinking and what I'm saying. And does it make sense? Is that a hill I want to die on? Right? Because there are things that are important to me that I will not allow. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's certain boundaries within relationships and things like that, that, you know, they're okay. This is not what we cross. We don't got to go blow up about it or whatever. But the idea is that you listen to it. You re-examine, re-evaluate things in your life because a lot of the things that I realized that I was holding on to and a lot of the things that I was uh, being angry about, it was stuff that I've probably made up when I was 13. So I'm consulting a 13-year-old into how I should be reacting to something and I'm a grown man. I'm 43 years old and it's like, this is not the way this should be. Right. So when you start to reexamine these beliefs in your head, whatever they are, and you do it with a sound mind and, and, and really just be honest with yourself, like, hey, if you're wrong, you're wrong. And that's OK. Accept that. And then figure out a better way to interpret something. Right. And the less the, the more that you do that, the more of the habit that you do that, I find myself doing it all the time now. Um, everything from how I talk to my coworkers, um, how I talk to the people I manage, how I talk to, you know, um, you know, everybody, you know, my mom, my brother, you know, my relationships are better overall. I don't get into tips with anybody anymore. Right. Um, because it was a decision that I made and it was evaluations that I decided to do. I'm not a superhero. I'm not a genius. I'm not anything that, you know, uh, would, 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 give me an exception to what, uh, to accomplish this. It was just a decision and it's as easy as anything I've ever done. Excellent. Excellent. And, you know, of course, these, these are the things that we talk about all the time and everything you said is, is if, if people look back at our episodes, you're going Mm. to see these conversations over and over again. Because ultimately, nothing in your world changed. Exactly. The only thing that changed is how you were looking at the world. And when you changed how you were looking at the world, suddenly you had new reactions to your world. Yeah. And suddenly, your world had new reactions to your new reactions. Exactly. Right? Yep. So everything changes when you when you stop and understand everything that you just described. It was spot on. You know, you you started off with, "Hey, I'm going to take feedback from the people who care about me and the people who love me, who obviously have my best interest in heart." Right. You know, they they're not looking to hurt me. They have no agenda. They just want me to be as good a person as I can be. So they're giving me this feedback and saying, Hey man, the way you're behaving is challenging. Right. You know, or at worst it's hurtful. Mm-hmm. So you, f- you first have to be able to accept that kind of feedback and then acknowledge that it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And then go about 
addressing the problem. And the only way to address the problem, and again, you described this beautifully, is to reconsider how you're thinking about the things that they brought up. Precisely. You know, like, yeah. like what a beautiful way to manage your emotions than the example that you gave about you and your mother. Here you were just being like, oh my God, this bitch is annoying me. Yeah. Why is she asking me about the fucking ketchup? I don't give a shit. Right. But then it was like, oh my God, she just wanted to know if she needs to get me ketchup. Like what a loving gesture that is. Right. What a caring person she is. Yeah. You know? That's and all it was. So, and, and, and so her side of the equation didn't change at all. She's still doing what she's doing, but because you're seeing it differently, because you gave it a new definition, suddenly it's a whole new world. Right. Right? That's fucking amazing. And then, of course, is the is the discipline and, and consistency of, of making sure that you're constantly monitoring yourself. And when I, and when I say that, it's not like it's an arduous task. It's, it's not like you get to the end of the day going, Oh my God, I'm exhausted from paying attention to the shit that comes out of my mouth. You know, no, it's just, you're mindful. Another perfect way to describe that you, you're just being mindful. I believe wholeheartedly in mindfulness. I know that mindfulness changed my entire life. Okay. So all it is, is, Hey, I'm going to pay attention to the moment, whatever moment I'm in. That's, what's really interesting about meditation that I've discovered. It's like, you know, for some reason, um, and I think a lot of people believe this, it's like some sort of meditation is like, you have to try to quiet your brain down. And what I realize is that there's no way to quiet your brain down. Like you can't just shut off your brain. What, but, but what it does allow you to do, it allows you to focus more right um it allows you to relax and really like be in your mind and 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 a lot of times what ends up happening is that you you start to see how thoughts process um what what's happening if you're feeling if you're feeling uh, upset about something um you know you you the meditation helps you sort of like just focus on why is that happening and and this is how i've been able to make sense of you know what's bothering me like what why why am i upset about this like you know because that's the thing it's like pay attention to your emotions and like really work them out and it's like okay because i don't like feeling angry at least you know this is what i decided uh since since this uh started in the beginning of the year i said i don't i don't like feeling angry anymore you know this never this never helps me out like i'm probably going to be angry about something at some point in my life but there are things that I'm angry about that I shouldn't be angry about because, uh, for example, the thing with my mom, you know, um, I would get angry. Like my, my wife at one point was scared. Like she was just, I, I, she told me a story about how she, she thought she lost my debit card and she thought I was going to fucking lose it. And she was so worried about that to the point where she she got my daughter worked up right and so this is and i'm like you know yeah i, I was just gonna say what the f you know and so that that's probably how i would have responded i would have been like what the f how are you gonna lose my debit card i'm gonna call the bank now and whatever and so that is not how you treat a loved one like she just lost a debit card this shit happens yeah. right and yeah. so I call, right, I, I call the bank, I get a new one, I cancel my other one, it's fine. 
So right. you can decide that you want to get upset about it if that's your that's your prerogative. I don't want to do that, and I don't want to hurt the people that I love. I also don't want them to feel that anxiety about telling me something. Right. Well, like, you know, who the f- uh, wants that? Uh, you know, I, I said to you when you described that kind of dynamic. Yeah. I said, hmm. It sounds like your wife has PTSD because of you. Right. <laughs> and so and 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 so yeah, and so these are things that ends up happening and they gradually just become uh, you know, uh, become a part of your life. Uh, and then you find out, oh, you contributed to all of that yourself, right? Like yeah. that's and and this is what I mean about me being an asshole. Like I've caused that for someone that I love. I I caused someone to feel like weird about telling me things like they they feel they feel anxiety about you know being you know telling me the truth because they're afraid that i'm gonna lose my right like okay like i gotta i gotta chill with that (laughs) right and 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 because it's like because here's the thing right like you don't fix it okay it's just gonna keep perpetuating to the next relationship you yeah. can't just move, you know what I mean? Because it's well, like... even even before skipping ahead to that, which of course is true, you are jeopardizing a relationship that you want to be in and doing so uh, with the full capacity to make different choices. Right. You know, that that's the frustrating part of, of being, you know, now in hindsight, you could see that you had the choice all along. Correct. You know, you 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 uh, uh, had the capacity and the knowledge uh, to do this because you and I have been talking about this stuff for a long time. But it, that doesn't matter if you don't have the willingness. If you don't even acknowledge that there's an issue, there's nothing to address. Exactly, and that's where it starts. Really, that that the acceptance is that that where that needs to start it's like anything else honestly like you can't make somebody quit smoking cigarettes if they don't want to quit smoking cigarettes you can't make someone lose weight whatever whatever it is if they don't want to do it if they don't admit to themselves that this is where they want to go then it's not going to happen so that's that's the first thing off with sandpaper i hear you you know what i mean it's like yeah really chase your willy (laughs) you know no matter how much lube I use, yes, yeah. you know. No, it, uh, no, you, you know, I, I love everything you're saying. I yeah. absolutely love it because this is when, when, when I hear people finally break through all of the shit that they had in their head about life. It's beautiful, you know. Yeah. Like your your world is now changed, and and as if to put a fine point on it as a reward the universe was like oh yeah not only are you happier but here's a new fucking job for you yeah, right and, <laughs> and so of course uh, i don't believe in that direct correlation but it's just it's just an interesting coincidence that right after you finish yeah. the process of tearing down your old belief systems and re uh, uh engineering your behavior then suddenly you get this amazing fucking new job yeah, and it was just a thing where it's like, oh, it just kind of came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? I was like, I, w- I, w- I really wasn't actively looking for a new job. I, I had a pretty good job. Um, I, was, I was fine. 
and mm-hmm. it's sort of just kind of landed on my lap and you know um and that's why i say it's sort of like you know i feel like i'm being rewarded you know like the universe is just sort of like hey all right cool good job out of boy uh keep it up um you know and 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 uh you know i've been able to just really uh just kind of just slowly just get things out of my life that just haven't been working for me right um everything from everything from managing my finances to uh just you know day-to-day living you know um my eating habits uh you know so i'm just trying to like slowly just implement new things uh that that that'll work better for me um and i you know we're talking uh six months now six months into this now and it's like i feel much better i don't yeah. i don't feel bummed out all the time you know what i mean i don't feel uh, uh this desperation i don't i feel like things are good in my life i feel like all right cool like you know what i mean i'm i'm, I'm doing things that are more productive because you know um it's what i want to do now so yeah yeah, and it's yeah. it's a wonderful thing, and and I think I, I think it's a fair statement. And please correct me if I'm wrong, that I know you better than just about anybody, uh, with the exception of your wife, and I see the difference. I I can you know you know I pay attention to every fucking thing. Yeah, to yeah. the point of annoyance, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never. But, I I think in the twenty years that I've known you, you never let me get away with any bullshit. Yeah, so it's great. You know, because I got to be a valuable friend to you, just like you're a valuable friend to me. And uh, I like every time we talk now about what's happening in your life, I hear how the narrative has changed. Yeah. You know, I can hear the perspective change that you have, I can hear the new definitions that you've created for life. Yeah. Because that's all it is, man. Like, I, it's, it almost seems too easy to be true, but if you change the way you define things in your life, you wind up changing your whole life. It's a cheat code for life, dude. It Use is it. a cheat like, code yeah. for life. It really is. It sounds is. ridiculous. It sounds like one of those things that you would read and start a cult with, but quite honestly, <laughs> like, yeah, it really is that simple. It, it It's not a very hard thing. Like, we, it, and we all do this. We're all guilty of this. Like, you got to think about, you know, the way that you grow up. Like, you know, you start, you know, you, you grow up and you start making assessments of things. Uh, I remember very vividly, like, you know, like being worried about, well, what happens when I'm older? Like, how do I, I don't know how to pay the rent. I don't know how to pay the light bills. How do I get a place to live? And like, I would concern myself with this. Um, and so eventually I figured it out. But as I developed all of these things in my head, as I, as I pondered all these questions in my head i also made a decision about how those things would get handled and you do that with emotions you do that with a lot of things like how do you you know how do you uh uh handle a situation with a girlfriend you may you, you learn it from learned behavior you know from watching your parents or from watching friends or whatever the case is and so you make a lot of these decisions and assessments when you're young and you carry that into your adulthood without reevaluating any of this stuff and it just mm-hmm. falls apart because yeah. you're not you're not doing it with a mature mind and you're just like yeah. going with what what's been working or not working for you and you don't have no idea why it's not right and right. so i'm here to tell you that's probably all it is <laughs> yeah it really yeah. is yeah i remember being so caught up when i was a child trying to figure out like 
you know, how do you murder hookers and get away with it? You know, I still that's why they made Grand Theft Auto. You know, it's like every growing boy thought about that. I got you. You were not alone. Yeah. Well, she let me f you and I got to kill you. That's <laughs> like, hilarious. What the f is that about? Oh, man. Well, this is this is great. This, it's it's this is music to my ears. People don't understand how much I love hearing somebody break through the the barriers that they themselves placed in front of them without realizing it and and get to the other side of it and experience life in a completely different way it's, it's, it's so it's much wonderful. better i, I love it, really it. And, and 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 yeah it's 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 great even when i can do that for a stranger like i i have interactions with strangers all the time and i have people you know ask me people that don't know me at all like ask me advice about what's going on in their life just because that that's just how i am right yeah and of course it's gratifying um to to be able to contribute to someone's life but generally speaking if it's a stranger i'm not going to get the follow-up to find out what happened right so right. because yeah, yeah. you and i interact all the time you know when when we have these conversations uh, and then you know i get to see three months six months a year later the the fruit that that was born from those conversations it's just it's beautiful it's beautiful. i mean yeah i and i get it man i mean i i feel good just talking about it honestly it's um yeah. for a while I, I felt vulnerable talking about it i felt like oh sure. uh, you know it's like one two but um i i for me i felt like i needed to do that uh it's almost like um part of me just wanted that accountability i feel like if i'm telling my if i'm telling my truth and i'm telling you and i'm telling whoever's watching uh, mm -hmm. which a lot of the people that are watching are people that know me. Yeah. Um, I am, I am putting myself in a point of accountability yes. so that, you know, so that if I'm, if I'm saying some bullshit on here that, you know, somebody's calling me on it in real life. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, what I'll do is I'll put a, a link to episode one of the podcast, the official launch of, of the persistent rumor podcast, because that's the one where we have this great conversation. Yeah. Uh, that that is the beginning, um, at least publicly, the beginning of what you just saw culminated today. Yeah. Uh, so it's it, I think it would be great to watch those things back to back. Um, and right now they're still free of charge. Um, so take advantage of that while it lasts because it ain't going to last forever. You know what I um, found myself doing uh, a while back that's interesting, and I feel like a lot of humans do this. Shit. It's like I do it mostly for comedy. Right. But there are certain things that I do that's not for comedy. And I'll tell you what that is. If I, I'll, I'll be alone in my car or whatever, and I'll see somebody walking by and I'll make a like an absurd, really off base, like commentary about their life. Right. And, you know, like whatever. It's like he looks like, you know, that dude looks like he was born in a ranch. And, uh, you know, it's like. By the way, I do that, too. I love yeah, doing that. Lost his virginity at 10. You know, worked at a steel <laughs> mill till he was 16. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, and I'll do weird shit like that all the time and it's and i do it mostly for like you know for fun like you know comedy mm -hmm. almost like uh like i'm trying to do improv or whatever so right so that's fun um but what i also do is that i have arguments in my head about shit that's probably never gonna happen <laughs> 
Right. You're preparing for the argument that never happens. Yeah. Yeah. Or the yeah. fight or whatever. Like, yeah, I yeah. wish you would tell me that. Sh- right. And so those yeah. are one of those. That's one of those things. I that- still catch myself doing that. And it makes me laugh every time. Yeah, yeah. So now it's like this thing where it's like because I've I've been you know it's like I've been in a state of being mindful. Um, I catch myself doing it, and I'm just like, oh, so I'm laughing now, and I stop it because it's just like ah, that's you know I'm, I'm yeah. you know like like let me not get into the habit of getting into arguments. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, because yeah. it's well, like that's, you're, that's a good pattern interrupt. I, I yeah. find that laughter is a very effective pattern interrupt. Yes, if I, yes. If I, if because you know, I am tempted to sometimes be judgmental of the thoughts that I have, but as you said earlier, you can't stop your brain from thinking. You know, Dean Slider, who's uh, amazing when it comes to meditation, author, Huffington Post contributor, and someone that I'm fortunate enough to have met and and spoken to in real life, has had a great line about that. He said, you know, waiting until your mind calms down to meditate is like saying, I'm only going to get into the ocean as soon as this wave stop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not something that happens. Your brain is, is designed to think it literally thinks 24 hours a day. Right. You know, while you're awake, it has this one function while you're asleep. It's like, Oh good. We're not fucking dealing with this guy. Now let's, let's deal with this whole other thing. Right. You know, yep. so 24 hour brain, it's going, going, going all the time. Billions of bits of information processed and created every single day so no you're not gonna fucking stop that from happening no. uh, but what you can do is recognize what's happening and choose what to do with that so right. when i when i have a thought where either i'm relitigating an argument from 20 fucking years ago that obviously can't be changed or i'm fantasizing about an argument that's never going to happen i can laugh at that now and just interrupt that pattern that way um, and just get a good fucking genuine laugh about the dumb shit that I think sometimes. Yeah, that's and that's what it's about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you catch yourself like thinking these silly thoughts or whatever. Um, and you go, wow. And to me now it's laughable. It's like, wow, I, you know, I thought that I, you know, it's like, why, you know, like it, it you know what it feels like? It feels like what I would imagine you waking up one day going, that, I've been racist this whole time. <laughs> Like, you know, <laughs> like that's it, it. You know what I mean? It's just My like, you know, clan brothers are going to be shocked. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, wow, I, I really have been a dick for like a long time. You know that's what I mean? Like, not, I'm not gay, but all the guys in my bathhouse are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And so thankfully, what I'm grateful for is that I haven't been enough of an asshole to just you know yeah that, you didn't go scorched I, earth yeah i didn't go scorched earth but yeah. um you know like i i still have uh people that love me in my life i'm grateful for what i do have um i have a great relationship with the people i love um my daughter you know my, my wife my mom my brother and so everybody's so supportive uh, my sister-in-law uh you i i can't thank everybody enough like it's just you know like because i you know everybody's heard the worst everybody's heard all the bullshit and I've been as 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 clear as I could have been uh, without leaving any details out. Um, and I've just been like, hey, you know, and people are still by my side and got my back. And it's like, oh, this is great. Um, so that's it, man. You know, good just, stuff. Uh, yeah, just good stuff. That's feeling uh, again. Good. I, I don't think I could possibly be happier for you. Um, uh, you know, you just. Uh, your your victories are my victories i feel whether you think so or not i don't care <laughs> but i really do rejoice in the good things yeah. that that 
uh, not only the good things that happen to you, but especially the good things that you create. Um, because you can take full ownership of this change that has come about. This, this was totally you. You know, yes, you have me as your consigliere. You have uh, the people in your life to support you. Of course, all that's always been true. But you were the one that finally made the decision to make the changes that led to the state of life that you're living right now. And yeah. that's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, man. It's uh it's it's a it's a it feels great. You know, it feels like uh it feels like an accomplishment. That's really what oh, it, it feels certainly like. is. So, you know, it certainly it's, um... is. And and what's great is that as time goes on, you get to build up a catalog of, you know, new ways of behaving and new serenity and new peace of mind. Um and, you know, I'm happy to say that since I've been doing this, uh, since I was 23 years old, I have now not been an asshole for longer than I was an asshole. <laughs> well, that's good. I look forward to that day, sir, for myself. Yes. It's, it's a wonderful <laughs> thing that happens yeah. in your life when you're like, oh, yeah, that that is truly behind me now. now I am not that guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you live in a new way. And, you know, look, man, it, it, it doesn't matter what your finances are. Um, it doesn't matter what car you drive. The only thing that matters in your life, in my opinion, uh, based on my experience, based on my observations, is the quality of relationships that you have with the people that you care about. That's it. Sure. Yeah, that's that it. is what life is. That, that, that's the whole fucking ball game. We know this. For me, it's irrefutable. It's not debatable. You can't tell me that a new car is better than a good relationship with your brother. You can't tell me that a big house is better than a good relationship with your mother. Yeah. Okay. Those things are great. Wanting those things are fine. It is fine. But you really have to understand what the true value of life is. Yeah. And, you know, Every human we're coming connection. up on the 20th. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Every human, we all crave connection. We all, that's, yeah, that's, that's our driving and, force. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and, I can tell you that when they started playing back the voicemails of the people that knew they were about to die, if nothing else teaches you what the value of life is, nothing can. Yeah. Because, because you know, these people knew they were going to die. They did not call their banker. They did not call their lawyer. They did not call their financial manager. They did not call the people that they hated the most to tell them how much they hated them. They called the person that they loved the most to tell them how much they loved them. Yeah. That's fucking life, everybody. Everybody uh, did the same thing. And that's what yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. And that's a good uh, note to close on. Thank you all for joining us again. Thanks once again to all our supporters paid members supporters that are liking us on facebook and on youtube thank you thank you thank you it's the persistent or on facebook it's the persistent rumor on patreon it's the persistent rumor on youtube it's the persistent rumor and you know we love you thank you so much peace love and granola we are out dos Hi folks, this is Chocolate Yoda. If you like this episode, but want to hear the uncensored version, head over to patreon.com slash the persistent rumor. Again, patreon.com slash the persistent rumor. 
Thank you.